Calling all beans, y'all. Let's get it. Welcome back to Calling All Beings, man. My party people, my name is DJ San Marco. I'm your host, along with my co-host at Awaith Soul, also up, known as Nathan. <laughs> and we have a special guest for you again tonight. The UFO OG, the mm -hmm. legend, Texas owned party people. Put your hands together for <laughs> UFO Jane. Yes. Woo! That's awesome. That might be my favorite, my most favorite intro ever. Yes. Yes. Doing it right. UFO Jane. I just want to sing a song for you, girlfriend. How you doing? I'm doing I'm doing awesome now. Yeah. Yeah. The OG for sure. Cause it's it's not UAP Jane. That's what I always say. And it never will mm -hmm. be. So mm -hmm. I was I that's proof I was here. I was. I've been. I've been around for a little while. You, you know, before before it was American. popular. You know, absolutely. Exactly. Talking to fools like me who just come around <laughs> and you're in the conversation. You nothing. You just got on the block. <laughs> well, hey, the thing is, that I I have to. You know, we all have our own you know little things, and so I'm just gonna. You know, I'm gonna be the the old the old folk you know on the block you know that's my thing right so i'm gonna you know you guys don't you guys don't know about you know about the all back the in my day and stuff have, right have you yeah. back in my day somebody yet because you exactly should. yeah yes. i'm just it's, i'm just jamie from like the that block, lately right i'm just jamie from the block first right exactly i haven't changed now i got a lot yeah or i have similar amount but, <laughs> but i've been able to you know report on ufos the whole time so that's pretty awesome yeah, yeah can i get it can't complain about that yes, amen. yeah yeah so as, as you can see my thing is acting like a fool i'm actually quite adept at it uh i've had a lot of practice um so but no all kidding aside i'm, I'm gonna get serious now i want okay. you guys to know this is a serious ufo program mm, so serious mm -hmm. and that just shows it i proved it right there Stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. One thing you need to know about our show, Jane, is that uh, on our show, I'm the latte and DJ is the pumpkin spice. So that's just how <laughs> that's it works awesome. around here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. You got to have a balance. Yeah. I absolutely. do get serious, though. Nathan, did I get serious when we were talking about Rather's boy, Mick Mickety uh, West? Did oh, I get, man. Did I'm I get super real? too serious. Mm -hmm. Not too serious. No, I mean, you know. I, I can be serious, but I think there's an appropriate time for everything. Absolutely. And there is no topic that I could talk about that I wouldn't want to include some level of levity. Otherwise, why am I doing it? I might as well go cut the grass. Exactly. I don't have grass. But anyway, um, UFO Jane, uh, it's a pleasure to have you, ma'am. Yes, an honor. Um, oh, thanks for having me. Yes, it is an honor to have you. Uh, there are so many topics that are going on. Uh, uh, an Anjali update, Ross Coltard's interview. Nathan, I guarantee, is super duper prepared, and I'm gonna kind of go. I don't need. I don't know that I am. You guys might have to fill fill me in on on some of the news, but I'll I'll react. There well, you, you know what? Uh, I I suspect where Nathan's gonna want to go, and he's gonna say this more intelligently than I would. But can you like sort of uh, take us 
uh, you know, how you became involved and what made you become, shall we say, enraptured with this topic? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I did not see anything growing up. I didn't really think about aliens being a real thing growing up, just, you know, watched movies. I, I was a really curious kid though so i do remember always thinking outside the box and feeling a little bit different and kind of lost in my own brain a lot growing up so it's kind of now thinking back i'm like why didn't i get to why didn't i get to the alien (laughs) theory (laughs) growing up you know uh so what happened though i had a journalism degree from ut austin you know, here nearby, and I was blogging, you know, about movie reviews and fashion and all those safe to write about things. <laughs> and I met a guy, we started dating, and he was the one who introduced me to UFOs. I mean, obviously, I knew what a UFO was, but it was just that word to me. It was this mm. blank part of the cosmos, I guess. And so, right. So once he introduced me to everything i mean i think just like anybody who's into this field knows is once you discover that all of this is real you can't really undiscover that Mm. and so you know i mean i had a skill set i i liked writing and it's like how do you go blogging about like celebrity fashion trends when ufos are showing up in your own home state (laughs) And none of the local, I mean, there were some good, there's definitely been some local coverage for sure. There's different journalists, for example, that will regularly reach out to me when there's a sighting. So it's not that it's a total blackout, but I mean, pretty much there was no reporting going on of UFOs that were being seen here in Texas all the time. And so I just kind of started organically reporting on it. Mm looking at Twitter, looking at YouTube, MUFON, uh, National UFO Reporting Outlet, all that, and archiving it and documenting it on the web. And eventually people then started to reach out to me with their own sightings. And so it started to just snowball, you know, into what it is today. So that's, wow. yeah, that's pretty much how, how I'm here. Incredible. I mean, that's a, that has to be like quite a journey from kind of just getting into it and then just watching it grow and grow and grow. I mean, what was it like for you when, you know, you're just sitting around one day in 2017 and this article hits in the New York Times and where you're, where you're kind of like, finally, like more people are paying attention or, you know, what what was the reaction that, that you had there? Oh, yeah, it was a super big deal. And mm. I can't say it was unanticipated, though. So I mm. wouldn't have gotten into this. We didn't think, you know, like my family and you know, didn't think that this was going to end up somewhere so it was very clear to me um and the guy i dated who who turned into my husband it's very clear to me that the ufo phenomenon was real that it was being Mm -hmm. covered up and that we had been going through this process for a long time as humans you know probably even before roswell so that Mm -hmm. that was clear and so your own the only inevitable conclusion you come to is that well this is going to the truth is going to come out. There's nothing really new under the sun, right? And this will be a news story and this mm. probably a political news story, probably a divisive news story. And so 
I kind of thought as a mom, I was like, well, should I even report on something that clearly the government doesn't want me to report on? I mean, just mm -hmm. I remember sometimes looking at IP addresses and it was like the defense department early on and I would get real spooked out, wow. you know, about stuff like that. Um, especially I, I later, I remember going through some like not WikiLeaks, but some, yeah, maybe some something from WikiLeaks and hearing some reading some email chatter discussing, you know, different triangles triangle ufos you know and that that's one of the main things you know i've been reporting on all these years mm. it's, it's kind of this weird thing where i'm reporting on this thing that's fake to, to most people mm -hmm, and mm. it's on the fringe but i kind of live in that anonymous world a bit mm. and but knowing that that would be over <laughs> and that and so there was i just knew there was a limited window to research and learn and educate myself and educate others. And for me, even though, yeah, my hunch is that aliens are out there and are visiting, my goal really isn't so much uh, to convince anybody to believe a particular thing, but just to get them to think for themselves, be educated, but really more than anything, just not freak out when this becomes a major news story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and that's something you really yeah. can't control because it's really going to yeah. be based on how they grew up what their belief system is because what's interesting uh, harkening back to something you said a little earlier is that once you learned about it you said how could you not know about it and want to find out the truth and study more but yet you'll encounter people like alex dietrich and 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 dave fravor and others that have encountered it that, that are aware of it and they're not really interested in studying it so it means like yeah. there's a there's a group of us but not everybody is as where, alex where dietrich we're it's interesting hmm. though about Alex Dietrich because she says that I almost interviewed you see her. her in by the way, and <laughs> I didn't. I never got it. It didn't work out. Um, hmm. I think Afghanistan happened right when we were when I was about to interview her, so it just didn't work out. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's consumed with much more important things. Sure. But yeah, she says that, but then she's the she shows up on UFO Twitter constantly, right? And she's posting UFO books and art. And I, okay, so then what's going on here? Is she just pretending like she's not into this? She just enjoys the community. Why mm. would she enjoy the community if she's not into it? Mm -hmm. So that, that's interesting. A, interesting. I, I wonder if, if Fravor and Dietrich, and what's interesting is I talked to Gary Voorhees, who's the mm -hmm. other Tic Tac UFO witness, who's like total contrast right. <laughs> to, to those two, just super down the rabbit hole like us. I'm wondering what briefings they have had or not had or what they're predicting for the future, because I mm -hmm. think they know that it's OK to invest in this and to participate in this, because if mm -hmm. I think that they weren't interested and they didn't think that this was ETs, they would not be talking about it. Yeah, that's a good assessment. Uh, now, Fravor, I think, is more from I've not watched a ton of interviews with them, but in my interview with Gary Voorhees. Um, he's talking about how pilots have their own compartmentalizations and mm -hmm. things that they know and don't know and their own worlds. And then, you know, those on the ship, I guess, have, you know, have their own world. And so there's a little bit of a separation. And I don't want to I hate to say this because I don't mean no disrespect to anybody who served, because especially um, somebody like me, who's just really a chicken uh and um, just need needs people to protect me. So I mean, no disrespect. I appreciate everybody's service. But I do think with disclosure coming, we do have to confront that uh, whether or not you're in the military, um, it doesn't make you 
the be all know all of whether something happened or whether aliens are real and you have to accept that whatever your briefings are, are going to be limited and whatever, mm -hmm. wherever you are in the chain, you have to accept that there's other people that are going to get different information than you. And I think there's could potentially be a lot of insecurity and mm. maybe even jealousy and competition between different groups. And I think that can contribute to UFO denial because mm. if you're in the military and you see UFO and, and they're telling you it's a weather balloon or they're telling you it's our own military craft, you might want to believe that because you don't want to believe that you're being lied to and that some other person in the military, they trust more to give yeah. that information. And as I understand it, the, the Tic Tac, those UFOs before Fravor saw at least one, those were being tracked already mm -hmm. um, before and they were anticipated and him and Alex Dietrich were not looped into that. So right. I think when we think about how, why people don't want to talk about things, it may not be, because you're just not naturally as curious. Mm -hmm. I think that's, there's just, I don't, I just don't know that I've met a human being yet who have talked about this, who isn't naturally curious about it. I do meet people who are afraid to talk about it or mm -hmm. embarrassed or things like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I could tell you there's no way that I would have talked about it when I was flying because as I think I said on um, when I was on UCR with you that they would have said, hey, you know, need to go see the flight dock. And right. uh, by the way, you're off the flying schedule. But I actually uh, with regard to pilots, because I am I'm a civilian pilot, not a, I was not a military pilot, but I flew with military pilots and I'm going to have on one who's not familiar with the topic. And we had an hour oh. and a half conversation about this. His name's Troy Broskovitz. He was an Air Force Special Operations Command pilot. Um, someone highly skilled. He actually was my classmate going through high school, uh, mm. through flight school. We're going to have him on with Chris Lato, and we're cool. actually going to try to get another pilot on to kind of dig into that world. And I could just tell you, they don't know anything more that you know. The only area of they they of expertise they have that nobody else has is when they see something in the air, they know what they're looking at mm -hmm. and what they're not looking mm -hmm. at. Right, totally. And people on UFO Twitter that include Mick West think that they know what they're looking at and what the systems are capable of and what the craft is capable of. And they don't, that's yeah. the only thing that they have that is different than everybody else. I see mm -hmm. this, I'm trained, I know what I'm looking at mm -hmm. and that's the extent of it. But as far as what you said, the broader knowledge of what's out there or if they're be, yeah, they don't know anything more than anybody else than the researchers know that have spent years on this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it speaks to the fact as well that everyone's kind of playing a part in this larger story. Right. And so you, you've got people who have different aspects of this puzzle. Um, the UFO community is sort of the one that is kind of taking these little nuggets and turning them over in, in their hands and trying to, you know, see whatever the, the, the pieces form. You know, what kind of what kind of picture is formed from these different pieces of information. But I think everybody has an important role to play. And, that, and, and on that topic, that's kind of where I, you know, how I look at folks that I may not necessarily agree with. You know, maybe they have a viewpoint that I, I may not. It doesn't resonate with me or I actually maybe have strongly disagree with it. I still I still look at that from the lens of, hey, this is a piece of the larger story that we need to consider as we're forming our, our, our picture. And we need to take into account all of these different perspectives.
But Jane, I don't know what you think about yeah. that. I mean, you certainly hear oh, a lot of stuff. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, I had Nick West on, and it, I think people were expecting me to like spar with him and go after him, and I really had no interest in doing that because he's mm -hmm. he does that all the time, you know, analyzing footage. He's ready for that. I didn't think we'd get anywhere with that. So it was more just talking about um, the motiv motivations and predictions and things like that. And the thing is, like, Mick West keeps everybody on their toes. Mm -hmm. So it does make, I mean, every it's Not almost me. like it's a little uh, <laughs> uh, Mick West, like, little devil, you know, on every UFO researcher's shoulder that's just from, mm -hmm. like, what would Mick West say about this? And how can mm -hmm. you, why is that a bad thing? Tell me why yeah. that's a bad thing. Is Mick I'll West stop, stopping disclosure? But, but let me, is Mick West stop disclosure? He only gets people to talk about UFOs more to right. watch the videos more, to dissect the evidence more, to debate it. He's done nothing to stop it, in my opinion. He's only he's only enhanced it. He's only made every researcher tighten up, you mm -hmm. know, their theories. If you met, let's say you have a piece of technology, right? Like you if you're smart, right, you hire a team to try to break it and you know hack into it. I've worked on websites. That's what you do. You try to, you know, if you do a new release, you mm -hmm. try stress to, test it. Yeah. So if you just think of Mick West as a stress test, mm -hmm. um, there are people who I think are could be harmful to disclosure. And I just don't think that he's one of them, you know, yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it could change. No, well, yeah, he's, 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 he's kind of like a, a human algorithm, right? He's kind of, yeah. uh, you know, he's th he's throwing his perspective against everything that, that the community puts out mm -hmm. there. And because of that, and, and and DJ, I know you've got some thoughts on this. I know you want to get in on it. But because of that, uh, whenever the uh, the video that comes out that will be the end all be all, you know, like the, 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 right. the legit video, like he, you'll know, like when he's on board, when that happens, like yeah. <laughs> there's no discussion. There, there's no more discussion. It doesn't require him to be real. I'm not saying he's going to be the uh, he's going to be the seal of approval, but I know that because no, said, if, if you, does, you know if it, you can, can I know if, it now. <laughs> no, I understand that, but if you can convince him uh, that it's legitimate after all the all the hard work and the hoops that he jumps through to try to to try to disprove mm -hmm. something, then I think it has an extra air of uh, validity for those that sympathize with his perspective, and that that wouldn't be most of us in this in this room or in the community i think well, but well let me say this first of all there are a lot who do somebody contacted me the other day and said hey can you uh i have a, a ufo video that i want to show you and i said you know i'll be honest with you i said i'm not that's not me i can't analyze the video and tell you if it's real that's mick west that i would forward that to mick west right. if you determine that it's real and i look at it or read an account of it and i can ev evaluate the aviation characteristics. That's my expertise, mm -hmm. but not determining if it's real. I'm sorry. That is a super brilliant guy. That's Mick West. But what I disagree with him on is I think he's intellectually dishonest in his approach. I think he's proven that in the interviews when he's had Lou on his show, the way he responded to uh, Lou's retorts with uh, the evidence that Brew, uh, uh, Lou brought to the table. I think he was like that with Chris Lado. And I think he pretends to be an impartial jurist when, in fact, he's not. If you want to see an impartial jurist, then go look at is Stephen Cambion. That is an actual skeptic who's coming at this from an honest perspective. Mick is not. And that's and he also he says to people, 
Chad Underwood, you didn't fly. You made mistakes in your flying. You made mistakes in your operation of the athlete sensor. And I've explained to Nathan ad nauseum and the pilots will probably explain it on our podcast better than I can. He has absolutely zero credential to say, I have zero (laughs) credential to say that any pilot from a weapon system that I I'm not flying Mm -hmm. and qualified on that he's flying it incorrectly or made mistakes. Does that mean people don't, that these guys don't make mistakes? Okay. The airplane I flew on, they built only 24 compared to, we have 180 some odd F-16s. They built 24 of the airplane that I flew on. We crashed four. Every Mm -hmm. single one of them was the fault of the crew. Mm -hmm. So yes, Mm -hmm. we make mistakes. What Mick is not qualified on a 41 second video to tell Chad Underwood because he's not a flight instructor on F-A-18 and he's not a flight examiner. So he's intellectually dishonest and he's overly critical without, so his credit, his credibility goes in the toilet when he does that. He looks Mm -hmm. like an idiot saying that when you, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. He should stick to the stuff that he knows. Yeah. And, and, you know, right. Absolutely. And, and like all roads don't have to lead to Mick West. Right. So, um, and then there's a lot of other perspectives in the community too, that are skeptical. And I think that, you know, Jane, I don't know what what your thoughts on this are, but I think it has to be a community that welcomes perspective, you know, it has to welcome different perspective. And because it's those different perspectives that are going to challenge all of us to really refine our thinking and, and be, uh, more honest with, with, you know, challenge our beliefs, right? And so we need to make sure that the table is set for a wide variety of um, of opinions and, and perspectives on that. But Jane, I don't know what you think about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I suppose any topic that's going to impact the whole globe <laughs> should be a group conversation <laughs> and not be exclusive. But I definitely think this one... It, it is above everybody's heads. If there's mm. any people in the military listening right now who've <laughs> been given briefings about aliens, who've seen aliens or heard stories about aliens at this point, Roswell's, you know, long past, uh, you should still question if it's true. You should, like, I mean, I, I like to, to think about it like this, right? So let's say there's a gray alien that gives a press conference tomorrow. You can touch Mm -hmm. it and it's physically there. And they say, I'm from Zeta Reticuli and there's, you know, 33 other species. Is that disclosure? No, Mm -hmm. I mean, it it is disclosure, Mm -hmm. right? I suppose we'll we'll see. Um, But the questions don't stop. Like to think that this, this ultimate question, are we alone in the universe? Are humans the latest form of evolution? Where did we come from? That this is some storybook that's already been closed by, you know, some secret, you know, some group of people in a secret boardroom, I think. And so, yeah, so it has to have as many voices in this as possible. And it has to include all the witnesses. And frankly, this topic is so above us and beyond us that in some ways hearing just a kid throw out their perspective on it, who's just, who, you know, has never seen ancient aliens, but also maybe doesn't know a ton about science yet. Have their perspective might be just as valuable. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and again, no disrespect as Alex Dietrich's, you know, experience in, in the, uh, 
the aircraft, you know, when they saw the Tic Tac. So yeah, I can't think of a, a topic more deserving of everybody's take on it because I do think this is beyond just basic human IQ and, and mm -hmm. government briefings. This is where we're at. We don't even know what question we're asking. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> and, and dispelling the notion that we're going to somehow arrive at a, at a full conclusion. Right. And I think that that is um, I think that, that that's not we're not doing ourselves justice by believing that that is what disclosure means. I, I'm, the way you put it was so articulate. But we we can't arrive at a full conclusion. We and honestly, we don't we don't want a full conclusion because life yeah. is about the next mystery. You know, mm -hmm. we want we want to be we want to have a clearer understanding, but not full clarity. And I don't yeah. I don't think full clarity is even achievable. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, what fun would that be? <laughs> right. Exactly. I, yeah. I actually um, I actually agree with you a hundred percent. Everybody needs to be at the table, and and like you said, even a middle school kid who's pondered this might come up with a theory that it's might gonna affect them more than us too yeah. they're, they're inheriting um, whatever we decide to do right now with all this <laughs> disclosure absolutely. stuff yeah and yeah. what we're doing with the environment but that's another story but uh i'm not sure yeah the, i'm sure the, it'll be i'm sure they'll i'm sure it'll be related i'm sure it will mm -hmm. yeah probably will yes, try to connect it yeah um, and i do by the way i just want to say for the audience i am happy that mick west is part of this community and i want him to be part of it but I'm just like he says, he claims that he's being honest. I'm going to be honest about his specific aspects of his commentary uh, and sure. the veracity of, of his claims. But, uh, but other than that, I'm happy to have all voices uh, here, including folks that are conspiracy theorists. The other thing I want to give you a data point regarding that might give you some insight into what um, air crew are being told or people in the military are being told. Okay. And I can tell you, I've had the opportunity over the last three years to interface with crew members from every single weapon system in Air Force Special Ops Command only. So that means not fighter guys, not um, strategic command bomber guys, but AFSOCs and maybe let's say seven or eight different weapon systems. Not one has and when I ask them about this topic, which, by the way, I have to wait for just the right moment to do that so I don't look like an idiot. <laughs> uh, and not one of them has heard anything, been briefed anything, no rules of engagement, anything about UFOs. So if yeah. that, if they're not being told they're fake, they're not being mm -hmm. told anything is what I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah. And, this and I, new and I work for the, the Air Force current, today. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it hurt. I don't, my feeling just from a civilian, right. Is that there was a time when there were physical crashes and contact. And there were people who had to be briefed and saw things, but that, and then that they, mm -hmm. you know, if their ETs changed up their tactics and the visitations did become a little bit less, you know, where you don't have those physical traces of evidence of abductions and things like that, you know, maybe there's more remote drone, you know, they have, why wouldn't mm. they have drones right. <laughs> just That's like us? Tic-tac, yeah. uh, I think is. So, so maybe there isn't, that may not be happening in the military anymore, which might be, that's my guess of why this is happening now. It's not that it's not because of Tom DeLong. I don't, you know, I don't, I just don't believe that. And, and unfortunately it's not because of any of these people who've contributed mm. to, to disclosure. It's because a lot of people have died who, uh, 
held the secret. Okay? Yeah, who held the secret. And so now it does give current people in the military a true, honest chance to explore this with the public. Mm-hmm. And for those who you know are aware of this darker history, to hang out in the background a little bit, I think that there could be some with really good intentions who mm-hmm. are pushing this along. But we just have to keep in mind that that old guard was there yeah. and there's got to be legacy from that you know relics from that and how do we how are we not going to make all the same mistakes again um mm. if we're naive and we just again just believe everything that the gray alien tells us in a press conference tomorrow we are we are in worse shape mm. than we were before disclosure and that that's what i fear is we're going to just be given a new a new normal (laughs) Mm -hmm. that is you know has the national you know maybe has our national security you know our best interest in mind but is the truth what's being sought here yeah i I mean i i have this hunch that folks like lou elizondo have good intentions and want what's best with for us and you know want the truth to come out but i have to always you know know that they're was an agenda that was appears to be put in place a long time ago and, and mm. is just continuing no to be executed. So sure, there's no momentum doubt. from that uh, plan, essentially, that is we're still kind of it's spinning down in a way. And, and I guess I've I've always thought, too, with you know, the recent sort of people that have come forward, you know, the Lou's and the Chris's and those kind of folks, it doesn't require uh, some sort of master orchestrated um you know, plan between the, those guys to kind of push a certain thing. It, it really just has to un- unfold on its own. And if you if if you understand the way that um, you know the, these government agencies work and that, that these individuals work, you know, like if you know if you understand who Lou Elizondo is as a as an investigator and as as a professional, all you need that's all you need to know. Like he'll he'll do what Lou Elizondo is going to do. Mm-hmm. And and he does, he doesn't need a, a some sort of a master scheme. You just no. you know kind of point him in a direction. He's going to do the Luelizondo thing. Exactly. And, that, and, well, and well, look at that's me. Good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, nobody has put me up to investigating right. UFOs and 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 helping. I guess to get people ready before disclosure. Right. That's what I yeah. I put myself up to that. Mm-hmm. But I was taking cues that I think were being given to me indirectly mm-hmm. by that you know by witnesses by soft disclosures that were happening you know before 2017 everybody is picking up cues from each other look there are masonic societies and lodges and these old these groups that go back and they have they do believe in in certain things that are very much ancient Mm aliensy and so there's very much a group conscious uh, effort um that's happening here to, to again mm-hmm. kind of group disclose this and and kind of get into our own roles here so yeah i know it it never has when you know when people you know will say like well how how can you say that you know lou elizondo or you know xyz could be a you know a government agent with an agenda and mm-hmm. you know accuse him of being so evil and stuff and it's it's not that way i mean it's just mm-hmm. Um, I remember when complicated. I, yeah, I remember when I first, you know, when you do, at least at UT Austin, when I studied journalism, it was a very renowned journalism school. So I mm-hmm. think that my 
education was pretty good. Walter Cronkite, you know, came from there. Mm -hmm. um, the first thing you the first thing you learn is that journalism it was invented because it was propaganda. It was mm -hmm. not invented to tell us the truth. That was not the purpose <laughs> of journalism. Right. Um, it was yellow journalism. You know that that's the birth of it. It's to control the information. You know that people get. You know and mm -hmm. you know the benefit of whomever. And it doesn't. You can be uh, a journalist, just graduate from university and go work at a newspaper, and and you just signed up for that system. And it, mm -hmm. it's not that it's in your head to lie but there's going to be stories you can report on stories you can't report on you're going to either be able to keep your job or not i chose mm -hmm. not to go that route and be just totally independent you know and you know google you can't find texasufosightings.com on google unless you mm. you know look really 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 hard you mm -hmm. used to be able to find it mm. so you know that's there are some really big um you know, and I understand how the Google algorithm works. I understand how the right. Google algorithm, not in, there doesn't have to be an individual person That's right. working for the government that looked at my website and said, okay, right. well, you know when disclosure happens and every reason we're searching for UFOs in Texas, we don't want the old, you know, <laughs> one of the few websites that's reporting on it to show up. We want old CNN articles to show up right. about unrelated things that's what happened that's yeah. the google algorithm that doesn't have to be a person mm -hmm. that decided to make that decision that was a swooping algorithm change that probably affected me and a bunch of other sure blockers so yeah. that you know that happened right kind of before uh right around or after i guess i should say this became more of a mainstream Mm. When people like me got into it, I get just say it, <laughs> just say it. Okay, bye. Okay, the thing is, I knew it was going to happen. See, that's what I yeah. mean. There was a lot of. I'm pouting now. Yeah, I mean that's just the game. That's the game that's that right. I've chosen to play. Is I mm -hmm. didn't, I didn't want to write stories that had were missing great, you know, pieces of information, or I didn't want to not be able to write stories I wanted to write. So I have to deal with you know, things like Facebook. Um, you know, I know for a while, even if, I don't know if this is true anymore, but I know for a while that let's say that there was a UFO story and um, a president was involved, right? And, uh, right, so if I were to report on that, by the way, I'm gonna do the best freaking reporting <laughs> on, and I only ever report on, you know, UFO things as related. I am not a political, YouTube right. channel and never will be. <laughs> Mark my words. Um, yes. But if a president or politician says something about UFOs, I'm definitely going to do my due diligence as a reporter. And I'd like to think that me and other researchers do a really good job at that, whereas the mainstream media just never provides context. Right. But basically, Facebook would say, um, because I'm not a political outlet, mm. if I were to write a story commenting on any of these things, I would not be allowed to advertise it. And mm. on Facebook, you really cannot be seen unless you're advertising. That's just the game. Again, that's not right. a single men in black character out to get me. That's, that's right. just the algorithm. <laughs> and so, yeah, this, it, Lou Elizondo, it, I'm not picturing some evil, <laughs> um, shady character lying to us. I just got to talk to him for the big phone home, and it was a really uh, great interview. And he, I think he was as transparent as he's legally. You know, allowed to be, 
Right. And so that's just kind of all I know so far. But he's definitely part of a bigger system. And just just to think that I, I don't know. We all just I guess have to accept that we're all all kind of part of this this that's beehive. Right. <laughs> well, exactly. Mick, Mick, said, Mick said he should just disclose and then go to jail. So I don't know why he doesn't Lou doesn't just tell everything he knows. I mean, what's what's you know jumpsuit? I think he'd look okay. In the yard. Anyway, Jane, getting back to it, I, I was interested in something else. Two things you said. One thing that I thought about, one thing you said that interested me earlier, there was a little nugget there and I was able to dig it out with my nail file. Ooh, and it was about the, um, it was about, see, I look like Dr. Evil. It's only it's a terrible thing about this. But you can just call me noob from now on, N-U-B, N-E-W-B. But right. uh, anyway, <laughs> Um, you said about IP addresses that you had traced. See, Nathan. Oh yeah. Was, you didn't think I was paying attention, did you, Nathan? Yeah, that was way, way. About that, yeah. that was just way back. That was so long ago. And I mean, I can think, I can tell you lots of random little things like that. That but, meant but nothing me led that. to nothing. Well, no, I mean, no, I don't pursue those do things. It? But how did that you, was back in Google Analytics. Out? I actually don't think they allow that anymore. I don't hmm. think you can look at IP addresses anymore. Actually, that's I think they remove that due to privacy so many years ago but early on you could see ip addresses who's visiting your website and honestly i don't know what led me down that trail but there was something mm -hmm. that read i don't remember really what led me down that trail but and great, it's just man. it's a foggy memory but it's one of it was just kind of to i just remember the feeling i had when i saw that so that's why that story came up and i can think of lots of different things and it's not even so much that i was certain that that was anything it was it was more just I knew that I was reporting on something that they didn't want me to report on. Mm, so when things like that happen, you know, you don't want to be stupid either. So it, I also didn't want to be naive. You don't want to be crazy and assume a car's following you, but you also don't sure. want to be naive. You know, I've Looking had in the rear view. Yeah, there, I mean, look, there's stories <laughs> I don't continue for a reason. So to right. what like Nathan say, it's not that any but anybody's ever said you can't report on the story to me yet. Maybe that will happen in the future. I don't think at this point. Well, maybe I'll get a really great, <laughs> great uh, sighting or whatever. And I'll get a men in black visit. Um, there you go. Yeah. What is uh, right. On, what's your, the second half of that was what's your take on MJ 12? Like what's your. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing about MJ 12, Majestic 12, all of that. It has every sign of some kind of weird cover-up psyop that you could possibly like of all mm. the things out there and so i mean when we talk about this old guard when we talk about a lot of these almost obvious conclusions and you realize there's never any proof any physical like there's never any evidence for any of it mm -hmm. and my take is that is the more likely the greater likelihood you know, if, let's say, you know, all that you just do like a, a Venn diagram or a logic flow, of the likelihood mm -hmm. that aliens are here and are visiting, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you get to yes, right, which a lot of us have gotten there, okay? Now we need to look at the world as if that answer is yes, and not as if that world, that answer is no. Mm -hmm. So what we can conclude is that yes, they have visited and yes, this has been the most covered up lied about phenomenon that, you know, we've, we can think of, mm -hmm. right? So much more likely is that there have been photos of aliens 
there have been videos. There have been organizations like the Majestic 12. There have been documents and they have been leaked. They have gotten out. And that in fact, the moment that a top secret document is created or a UFO photo is found, that there would be immediate protocol that would have been practiced by the way, even you know, since Roswell and refined to this day, that would be immediately enacted. It would be more serious than anything else. I mean, think of all the things, you know, that the government's able to keep, keep secret. And this, this would be, um, you know, everything. Right. And so um, I, I just think about what I would do. And, you know, if I didn't want this to come out, if I was terrified of this coming out, like my life mm. depended on it of mm -hmm. this coming out, right? And I, there was a UFO photo that was out there that I knew was real. I would recreate that photo um, and create fake versions of that photo. Mm -hmm. I would leak that to journalists and, and tell them the real story. And then I would make sure that those fake photos got lots of attention. Right. Meanwhile, I would try to scrub every uh, version of that real photo from the internet. And all I'll say is, um, you used to be able to find a lot more videos, a lot more photos, mm. a lot more files. I'm sitting on files that have never been officially leaked by the government, but that I've been able to kind of connect the dots and kind of verify. Like there's files out of Hungary that, and obviously it could be total BS hoax. Get that? That's mm -hmm. you know, the number one thing I was trying to prove. Um, but I wasn't able to prove that. I was actually found evidence otherwise so these documents mm. that detail a crash with the hungarian pilot mm. and a gray alien that they recovered and uh were keeping in a facility and that they were kind of concerned about because it was i think quiet so they were concerned about it being telepathic mm. they also followed um the witnesses and uh, recorded what they were doing. Hmm. Um, and this was hungry in the 90s. And the only reason I know about this is because of being on the internet a while ago. And there was a Hungarian researcher that leaked the files to MUFON and to their website. And so I went and found it, translated as much as I could, and then was able to confirm that the actual crash that's listed in the documents was a real crash with mm. a real pilot that I could completely separately confirm. Obviously, the public uh, exam uh, reason for the crash was not that. I think it was mm -hmm. just some plain uh, malfunction. That mm. pilot actually was um, dishonorably discharged or, you know, stopped flying at that, mm -hmm. that after that point. So there was so it's like, what can I, and I, you know, I have been trying to find people in Hungary to help me, but you know, that's hard. It's a big language barrier. If any, I say this all the time, if there's anybody in that part of the world that could help me, you know, learn more about this, um, mm. you know, that, that's what in Hungary. You know, what, what, <laughs> yeah. what, what don't you know that, what, first of all, relative to this incident, what do you know and what don't you know? And then we could work on what you don't know. Sure. Yeah. The Hungary one specifically. Yes, please. Yeah. So, man, I wish I had it up here. I haven't. That's okay. I go back to it every once in a while. I haven't lately. It's been been a little while before it, when I initially like dove in. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, those basic facts of the case are, you know, are what what the files uncover. And I think the biggest just kind of thing to verify is that the, the crash was real. The pilot was real. The overall timing and things around the documents were real. And there was no no known hoaxer there was nobody talking about this this was not 
I don't want to say even names. This was not a conspiracy that anybody knew about. It was just files that these Hungarian researchers said that they were leaking. Mm. And somebody must have, I wish that I knew who came across them, you know, who found them, you know, that would obviously help me to verify them. I'm not used to looking at Hungarian top secret documents, but I you probably need to talk to somebody, <laughs> you know, who's, who is used to looking at those and could, could compare it because it's mm-hmm. different than obviously the ones we have, you know, here in America. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there's, there's more to uncover for sure in that case, you know, and that's just, that's just one example though. Right. So it's just, I'm amazed. I'm find I find out new cases all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. If this isn't real, I should be done finding out about new cases with really compelling evidence. If this is real and it's been covered up, that explains why I'm still finding out about new yeah. cases and evidence think, all the time. There's just this constant cover up. There, yeah. so, something's here. I think that's been pretty much proven. Something's here and they've yeah. definitely lied about it. I think, yes, I have this feeling okay you know the the gray alien oh i'm bad at this <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah there the he is alien. <laughs> yeah. um I'm, I'm like i'm like uh i'm not dyslexic with letters but like i i definitely am with like numbers and certain things it's amazing i'll just like flip stuff mm. so that that was really putting me on the spot there <laughs> we nice didn't job. put you on the spot <laughs> i put myself on the spot yes. yeah so i have a feeling that there's something to the gray alien whatever that is but again mm-hmm. like i think at a certain point we might just need to accept that we might just die not really knowing what this is because this may not be physical aliens coming from one planet to us. It really may not be that Mm -hmm. this, this could be, this could be us. This could be another breakaway civilization. This, this could some, this could be somehow man-made this phenomenon. Right. But I don't believe it's one that our military members today like you're saying are in on or that we're all in on (laughs) so um yeah the cover-up the evidence for the cover-up is strong i don't think we can deny that right totally well i I mean what's your take on the uh the the hard work that lou elizondo has been doing i mean so you know one of the questions i ask myself is um you know here's a guy who's got a story to tell and he's been telling a little bit more over the years but Mm -hmm. The guy is like not he's never stopped the roadshow. I mean, the roadshow, it just keeps going. Right. Mm -hmm. And so to me, there's there's something to his outreach. And and I wonder if it is if the intended effect is is to raise the level of awareness uh, in a sort of as much as he possibly can. So like if his one of his jobs and and maybe this kind of goes against what I said earlier, but maybe one of his jobs is to just increase the size of the platform, you know, mm-hmm. so so it, it's expand the the scope. And I and I wonder that because, as you've pointed out, the there's sort of um, it's kind of a chicken and egg problem in a way. Like, do we have a, a disclosure event? You know, the, the, the classic white, you know, saucer on the White House lawn and life is is different on, on you know, tomorrow than it was yesterday. Or do we have a kind of a, a frog, you know, boiling in the kettle situation? You know, do we eventually kind of raise the level of awareness in, in the world to a point where society at large is is ready to come to grips with this? And I think a lot yeah. of, you know, there are a lot of folks who probably are. 
you know, at this place, you know, where it's like, okay, yeah, we get it. I mean, the, the universe is big. We're not alone. We're not probably not the smartest the intelligence that's out there. So like, this won't be like earth shattering per se, but there's also <laughs> huge swaths of the world. Yeah. Who, who hold some, you know, pretty traditional uh, classic mm -hmm. beliefs. And the, and, and these people, by the way, also have, access to very destructive uh you know we we weaponry so they could do some real damage if this were to kind of hit them existentially and all of a sudden you know they're not not sure what to do with it so i don't know what you think about excuse me about about that like do we need to reach this point where the you know we've had 60 percent 70 percent sort of topic saturation where then it, where then the phenomenon is kind of like okay now humanity is like right they're, they're, they're pretty much there oh, you know okay mm -hmm. okay Oh yeah, I think I mean I don't I don't have a crystal ball. So and I'm not part of these these meetings. Okay. I mean, <laughs> well I don't know. Maybe I've crystal got a crystal ball, ball somewhere in my house. Okay. I've got some okay. pretty cool okay. stuff. We do collect a lot of cool stuff here. So there might <laughs> actually be one somewhere. Okay. Uh, <laughs> better now. Yeah. I thought uh, I'd misjudged you. <laughs> I do think that's what's happening though. I mean, look, yeah. this is pure speculation. I want to be clear and I don't mean that in a half-butted way or a half-assed way. Sure. Um, I really mean, I. this is just my, I have a, I always have a latest working theory. You can't help mm -hmm. it. Your brain tells stories, but I'm just, I'm always keenly aware that it's just my latest working theory. Right. And so and it has changed over the years. But, but yeah, I mean, I think what's happening is just like what you're saying. And I don't think Lou Elizondo has, I think he's made it pretty clear that's what's happening. He says, mm -hmm. I still have security clearance. I can't tell you everything I know. Um, in in the press, uh, the oh my goodness, why can't I? UFO Congress when mm -hmm. he gave the first rallying speech. I think this was kind of his coming out before he mm -hmm. hit the interview circuit. I mm -hmm. listened to that, and then they make fun of me on the Unidentified Celebrity Review for always bringing this up and like bragging about it. Mm. But I did immediately kind of put a red flag in my brain with Lou Elizondo because he with his UFO Congress speech, and I decided I was. In, and then he started doing all these interviews and I decided I wasn't going to listen to any of them mm. because I didn't want to be, um, I didn't know if he was, I just didn't know yeah, had, where, where he was coming that. from, yeah. what, what he was going to try to try to push. Right. And mm -hmm. now I'm kind of coming up the other side, feel pretty good about where he's going. I mean, he talks about Roswell. He talks about the darker things. He, he talks about aliens being actual, you know, being, so it doesn't seem he's avoiding Mm -hmm. that's so i think that's a good indication um but what but what uh lozano said in ufo congress i mean he made it very clear that um that all ufo videos that were going to that would be released uh would be edited so don't ever expect that you're going to get a video that's not edited mm. um if a video is declassified it went through a process to get declassified <laughs> Mm -hmm. So it's not like these videos just are getting leaked by the Pentagon. There is a decision a lot of to care declassify. Goes yes. And so we actually have to do the work, I think, with the FOIA requests and staying on top of it. We want to continue to see things. And he just it's kind of the implication. There's way more. And, you know, we're just going to keep. And early on when Tom DeLong was talking, um, the conversations were really directed more toward UFO Twitter and somebody who attends UFO Congress. And so they were mm -hmm. getting deep into ancient aliens. Okay. Right. So that's where this is going. 
Mm. I really believe this is where this is going. And I also mm -hmm. think this is where this is going because this is what, um, as I understand it, the, the higher degrees of the Masonic lodges, and I mm. won't even bring up the name, but it's a, it's a real group. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it makes you think of light bulb. Uh, mm -hmm. it, you can read in their books what they believe, and, and many of them are, are in the military and, and we're covering up Roswell. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, that's where it's going. Uh, Lou said he has security clearance. He's not really lying to us. He's <laughs> I, can, I can actually speak to, I could speak to that. So yeah. he said he, he did admit to, I don't know if it was Andy or someone on one of the podcasts that he is a contractor. He won't say who he's working for. And that right now gives him, um, how do I say this? It gives him an active clearance that right. he can he can meet with people and have an active clearance. Like yeah. if he were not working for anybody, he's still under NDA sure. until his clearance runs yeah. out. So for TSSCI, you have five years. After that runs out, you need a reinvestigation. The only mm -hmm. way you can get a reinvestigation is if you're in a position as a contractor or a government official that requires TSSCI clearance based on whatever program that he's read into. And I have yeah. no idea what that is. So that's how yeah. that works. His NDA is forever, regardless of if his clearance runs out. His NDA is forever. Mm -hmm. okay. Next thing I would say, I agree with you on the, well, I would say this about Lou. We have actions and words, right? So actions are, I did something and put myself in jeopardy for this cause. And B, you have people, I've done nothing, but I'm pontificating on UFO Twitter about this cause. Mm -hmm. Lou, unless you find that this entire thing is a grand conspiracy, which doesn't befit him going and garnering international partnerships you know, with the United States and going to Brazil and going to Chile and going to Mexico and San Marino and all this stuff, he, him leaving the government early causes him to lose a big chunk of his retirement if he stayed long enough to get to earn at least, the, I, I think it's 10 years, it might be a little less, uh, to be able to earn a retirement. And he would have left by the time he started. And when he left, he was probably pretty close to that. That takes huge cojones to do that when you have a wife and children. There's very few, I can't think of a person on UFO Twitter that's done something like that, that said, I'm going to give up a GS-15, and you can look that up and see what a GS-15 makes in the government. In today's money, I mean, he'd be, you know, in the 150000 But, but here's right. what I would say to that. You feel that way because that's what Lil Zonda tells you, right? Yes. I we said, just, unless there's right, a and I, and I, and I, and I'm right there with you. I don't, I don't get these heebie-jeebie vibes from him. I definitely get vibes. He knows things. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I get that look in his eye. Yeah. Of but I don't, I don't get, yeah, I don't get the heebie-jeebie, you know, you're a bad guy vibes. I really don't. Um, but I don't mind people who do because what would be, what's wrong with us? Mm -hmm. If because everything, he... no, no, no. But if everything <laughs> we know about UFOs 
the the main thing that we know more than aliens are visiting is the government has been lying to us about this from the beginning and Lozondo's history is counterintelligence one of his job titles actually literally i think included disinformation in it i'll have to find it, it was a long time his, ago his so it, what would be, it would be super he knows about us it doesn't matter it's a government her official that knows more than you, DJ. DJ, same trust. Oh, me. a lot. Trust by mil, by exactly. million, he knows more. That's I don't think it's I naive. To... It's naive to just trust him. Okay, I I, I trust the guy. I have good feelings about him. I guess, I guess you could say I do trust him, mm -hmm. but I don't know him like I do. You know, a not even a neighbor, I would say like a, a close family member or friend who I trust. I don't know him even like I know, you know, Luis on the Unidentified Celebrity Review. I don't know him as much as I know Jeremy Corbell, mm -hmm. who I've spent extended time with and seen behind the scenes. And I am still, I consider Jeremy to be a friend who has supported me and a lot of other researchers. And I've seen a lot of, ultra, honestly, just downright altruism and in him and i've shared that mm -hmm. i know better though than to trust everything that he tells me because here's the thing he's getting information from other people who i don't know Louis elizondo is getting information from people i don't know this whole idea that there's this person that we can trust mm -hmm. to to bring us true disclosure i think that needs to go away mm -hmm. and i think the fanaticism that I saw around Lou Elizondo was alarming to me. Mm -hmm. It was scary to me, not Lou Elizondo. The fanaticism around him it. was terrifying. So I'm totally okay with people not trusting him. I have to like bring it. <laughs> let, me, yeah. let me respond to your point. I mm -hmm. think, um, I do think uh, that's healthy skepticism that you have. So if somebody like me believes and I wouldn't, said, I wouldn't want them to be like that about Jeremy too. And I'm always the one defending Jeremy because I, I go on podcasts and people will I'm criticize him to, and I'll be like, no, he's a good guy. I'm, but guess what? You should criticize him. Sure. I'm, a, yeah. I'm, about to defend, I'm about to defend Jeremy as well yeah. because I have great respect for Jeremy. And I, I really got, do too. I've got too. nothing in regard for Mr. Cormel. Yeah. And about him, I, I might as well just go there right now. Anybody who thinks that every video that he gets from the Navy hasn't been 100% vetted by the Navy and thinks that some CW2 on one of these ships is sending that to Jeremy, I can tell you that you're that you're wrong. Without knowing, yeah. without having actually first-person knowledge, every single video that he gets has been vetted and has been an authorized leak to him Yeah, from who I have no idea. But mm -hmm. anyone who thinks that someone... It's all authorized, for it, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> someone sent that yeah, to yeah. Jeremy. Mm -hmm. That person right now would be wearing orange, and they'd be in Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. And they'd probably be lifting on the prison yard right now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, that's all authorized. Yeah. And that's fine. You know what? It's it's faith. Mm -hmm. We should just trust... We just need to understand. I, I don't like... We have, I guess we have to trust each other. Okay. So there, there's no, there's no other choice. Well, sure. Right? trust, But be aware but of your biases. Think, yeah. Right? But we just have to be aware that it is out of faith ultimately. And it's, That's it's right. really not coming from a place of proof. Cause honestly, the proof tells us really the whole history of this, you know, tells us not to listen to really anybody, honestly, that's talking about this except for ourselves. So I think, 
And like, like you said, I've spent time with Jeremy. So yeah, my hunch is especially feels good about him. Um, Mm -hmm. And if I spent more time with Elizondo, which is, I'd probably feel the same way. And that's what other people I know who I trust who've said about him, you know, like, like, you know, I, I, I was suspicious of him, but then I spent some time with him and then I was like, okay, Hey, this is a real deal. I like that. He is talking about all the things he shouldn't be talking about. I do really like that, but I don't know where it's going. And so I'm what twist in turn and bend in the road. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I want to be ready for that um, because (laughs) it's definitely going to be, there's going to be the twists and turns. There's going to be some heads. There's going to be some surprises and and I don't want to just fall down um, or hop on whatever train. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's something existential here. If, unless you believe this is also a conspiracy, then he and Melon got those videos released. And if those videos aren't released, then me, Nathan, and half the programs, including Luis and Michael, are not joining you in conversation right now. Half of us don't exist. Right. So if you if you don't believe that those guys got that stuff released, then, hey, okay, you're a more skeptical than I am. But to me, that's something existential. I don't I think those at. guys could have gotten that released unless there were people that were okay with it getting of, released. Of course, a hundred percent. I mean. yeah. But they got it. They got it in their hands. I think and, it would have gotten out. It would have gotten out. But they, but they were right? part of it. It's so unless Lou, you think they're lying, yeah. they were in the yeah, so hopefully, to take that mailer and right. So hopefully, Lou Elizondo is like us. A curious truth seeker wants to get this out. And so there's those that want to get it out. He wants Mm -hmm. to get it out. They're getting it out. That doesn't mean those that want to get it out, though. That doesn't mean should be having dinner. But he I I don't (laughs) I don't think I'd be able to get anything good out of him. The only kind of real chill you know, only when I feel like you talk about things outside of UFOs is when Mm -hmm. I feel like you yeah. can really see the real Lou, like the real trust, you know, like a person, right? right? So I think I think it would be fun to talk to him about just non-UFO things, Coffee. you know, and for a whole hour. Asked him. I asked his yeah. guy, I'm like, I want to talk about cars. I'm yeah. myself. So like, I want to talk about to racing. Yeah. I want to talk about Cuban culture. I want to talk about Cuban food. Mm-hmm. I listed off all these things, but uh, I haven't heard back from Dan. Give me a call. I want to talk to <laughs> Lou Holmes. We boys, man. Yeah, well, I think think, uh, a good conversation. uh, I mean, to me, I think that um, what this this conversation brings to mind is that we need to do more of of stating our our assumptions and our biases in this conversation. We need to be uh, wary of any kind of hero worship. I think that that's never a good thing. Um, More often than not, your heroes will let you down and you need to be prepared for that. Um, that's just a mature uh, approach. That, that that's an approach from experience. It's not being cynical. It's just a, it's just the way that people are. Every everybody is flawed, but I think we'd we'd all be better served whenever we're having conversation about this topic to to try to make known our biases and assumptions when we enter into that conversation because that allows our, the the participants in the conversation to know where we stand and to and we can better challenge each other 
I also think it's it's fair. It's more fair to, to to the subject. You know what I get sort of irritated by, and I don't I don't know what your perspective is on this, but you know, as an observer to a lot of the um, more well known folks in UFO Twitter land, you know, when when there's like a beef, you know, that hits the street, you know, it's like somebody's somebody upset with somebody else, and it's like this big fight that it kind of blows up about usually some stupid little detail that doesn't matter. Um, you know that that kind of irritates me because I feel that. Um, Usually, more often than not, both of those parties are people that I think bring a valuable component to the story. Like they're both doing something really meaningful and helpful to this story. I mean, I could take a good example like, um, you know, John Greenwald and and Joe Mermergia. You know, these guys are constantly just like butt, butt butting heads. And it's just <laughs> like, eh. you know, like I, I like what John Greenwald does and I like what Joe does. I don't agree with sure. both of them, you know, 100 percent of the time. And that and that's probably where most people are. And but to see them kind of beef on the on the on the streets, if you will, the virtual streets is kind of mm-hmm. annoying because from my perspective, uh, they represent um, in some ways kind of like extremes of the spectrum, right? But but the spectrum itself is what is important. So I need I need folks that are on the extremes. I need folks that are in the middle. I need folks that are you know kind of in the, at the in the moderate ends of the, those extremes. If I have c- people that that are laid out across that spectrum, then I have a healthy uh, co- have a healthy community, you know. Mm-hmm. And that that's really what we need to foster is a healthy community that can talk about this from lots of perspectives and, and from a level of maturity that doesn't just jump to the latest, you know, whatever it is that so-and-so told me they can do no wrong, you know, I, whatever it is. Like we, I think we have to approach this in a very careful way, because as you mm-hmm. said, we, even if some huge revelation is shared, we're still not going to know the whole story. I mean, and I, I've said this before, you know, on a, on a prior show with, you know, D, DJ, where if, um, if if an intelligence that is more intelligent than than humans interacts with what? us, There's yeah, such a thing? I mean, I, I'd like to think Maybe. so. Please, hopefully, <laughs> um, you know. But but how would you? How would we as human beings be able to know whether that is trustworthy? You know, we we really <laughs> right. you know, there, tr- trust <laughs> has to be earned. You know, like there has mm-hmm. to be a relationship built, and thus far in the relationship of non-human intelligence and human intelligence we don't have a lot of trust guys like, there's <laughs> not you know i wouldn't yeah, want to sit down at thanksgiving hands. dinner with, with you know with, with with these folks because i don't i don't think yeah. i can trust them right now but what will it take to get that you know and that uh, to me like that's when you start thinking about it, once it becomes a, a the norm you know what are the things that need to happen to where we can really get to that point of mutual trust and respect because uh, if we can't get there then we might as well be like you know, my dog in the family, you know, I think, waiting on the next um, meal. It's got to be a come to Jesus <laughs> moment. It, it's mm-hmm. got to be um, forgiveness. So there could be a really pretty rainbow and sunshines part of disclosure. Maybe that's the beginning part. Maybe that's the end part. Maybe it's throughout. But I do believe eventually these. Uh, what's the phrase in your what's in your closet? Ghosts in your closet? Is it ghosts? Mm, it just doesn't sound right. But I guess because we're talking about skeletons. UFOs, it sounds like skeletons. skeletons. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm taking like, I think I'm taking that phrase and turning it into like UFO friendly phrase. Skeletons in the closet. I do think they'll come out. I, I don't think that we get to a place of truth until 
the truth or trust until the truth does come out. And there is, so there, I think maybe what is happening right now is we're getting the public into a place where there could maybe be some amnesty mm. and some understanding. And, and I, yes, I do believe there are psychotic, you know, people that end up in the government and probably influence this cover up sure. and that sucks. But I am guessing that most of the cover up were people that were forced to sign things that were threatened, that were faced with this ultimate question, are we alone in the universe? And they weren't allowed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And they just had to go about their life and, you know, go about their jobs and read science articles telling them that, you know, there's no aliens. And so this can't be right. And so that's mm-hmm. just a whole mind F that I don't think a civilian can relate to. And imagine too, like really put yourself in Lou Elizondo's shoes. So shout out Lou, you know, if you're listening, (laughs) how does Lou know the information he's getting is, you know, what photos or videos are, you know, authentic? How does he know Mm -hmm. that there isn't some shady figure giving him incorrect information and trying to to throw him off the trail like that is just how this game has been played and that game had as long as that game's still being played i don't believe that there's any trust Mm -hmm. and we're still kind of playing that game what if he's the pawn right but we're we're getting there because again lou does keep bringing up roswell he keeps he's not Mm -hmm. ignoring it i'm always a little bit suspicious i guess Again, though, like you said, Nathan, we all have our own roles, right? So you, mm-hmm. Mick West doesn't need, I don't think Mick West needs to go to to believe in Skinwalker Ranch. It'd be nice if he went there, I still think. But he can mm-hmm. be the, the skeptic, right? Uh, yeah, but we, I mean, we need, we need balance. And yeah, just put yourself in the shoes, you know, of people who've been briefed or given information and then they had to consider the national security implication. And would you be able to make that decision? And then also consider um, this. And this is, I think, the deep original sin. And it's not just UFOs, right? When one group of people decide that they know it's best Mm. for the masses and they decide, okay, I... This truth is too much. Um, I don't know how to process this. So it's mm-hmm. like a parent that doesn't know how to process something and t- doesn't talk about it with their kid, right? And here's the thing. It's one thing not to talk about something. But there's, look, there's a sin to lying about it. Mm-hmm. And that was wrong. And it was just, it was wrong. I'm not saying that it wasn't well-intentioned. Right. And I'm not saying there's still people that are like, we did, you know, we did the right thing. You know, we protected you. We saved your lives. Hey, right. I, but I, but telling people that aliens that you are alone in the universe, that was wrong. And it led I, to lie after lie after lie to where the science community is so isolated. Mm. And so the mainstream public science community that's supposed to educate my son. Right. That's supposed to cure diseases for me. Treat me has been deprived of some of the most important knowledge. And not only that, they weren't deprived. They actually often tried to seek it out and proved it and were threatened and were covered up and lost their jobs. That was wrong. It put all humanity behind, not just in America. Mm. And that was a mistake. 
and people will need to apologize for that mistake. Now, I believe that there should be forgiveness. I don't have this vengeful spirit of sending people to jail. I don't know what I would have done right. if I was in that situation. Right? Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't think we have to focus on the e evilness of it. I, I do think there's those guys. There's definitely those psychotic characters <laughs> who's, you know, manipulating the rest of us. Right. Mm -hmm. And that that's the problem is you just you have those little individual um, people that mess it up, those rotten apples that mess it up for the, the rest of us. But because the rest of us are just full of so much fear. Mm -hmm. um, what if this information gets out? They can't handle it. Um, it's you know going to be worse if this information gets out than if we let it out. That that kind of fear rules us, and I think that's just what we saw happen to our intelligence community. And I think too, it's like you have CIA that has some information, and FBI has some information, and NSA has some information, and nobody knows who has it all, and they're all competing. And I don't think that was. I know that there were reasons I don't know about mm. for why all that compartmentalization exists, but I also, I mean, I've. This is before America. I mean, yeah. the idea of secrecy is not something that the American government made up. I mean, uh, you can, uh, what's that? The Art of War. I mean, that's an ama amazing read. That's a really short read. People should mm -hmm. read that as we go into disclosure. So um, deception is human nature. So even though I'm not in those meetings and I don't know, I'm glad I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the national security stuff. I know how deception works. I know sure. how lying works. So I, I know how this works. Yeah. I just want, I just want to say, cause I want to show you that even though I came from that side and you're coming from the, the, this side, we're meeting in the middle here. Right. Cause I, I agree with you about everything you just said about the lying and the, you know, people's careers ended. people were threatened. I, I, I agree with you on that. So but I have, you know, I should disclose this, Nathan. I think it was almost like Nathan's like uh, when he said, you know, people should come to this and disclose their biases. I should, I should disclose mine. But <laughs> I still, I agree with you because I, I actually will disagree. And I disagree with Nathan in the chat here. Is that I really don't think we should be in the extremes. I really think that's the wrong place to be, just like that's the wrong place to be as an American. I mm -hmm. think we actually should look to come towards the middle. And that's what you and I are doing right now, Jane. There's a little bit of this and there's a little bit of that. I believe yeah. Lou, I believe Lou existentially proved certain things and helped and, and Christopher helped certain things to happen that gave us a, a new world to talk about, oh, especially totally. people like you. Yeah. And at the same time, I agree with you about Roswell. I think there were some very untoward things that that went down in terms of people as you said you stated it people being threatened people's careers ending people being threatened that their careers would end <laughs> um, or how about so, how about all of our children mm -hmm. growing up in a world where they're being lied to about being alone in the universe anything that stunts your yeah. uh, imagination doesn't sure. you think it stops just about every bit of scientific progress and we did our American yes. government, apparently starting in Roswell, did that to the entire world. Yeah, that's a great. That's actually that's, a great point. Um, I've never thought tragic. of that. It's it's absolutely awful, and that's yeah, why right. a single group of people don't get to to lie to the world. Mm -hmm. That's not yeah. a truth that belonged to them, just to them. 
but in fairness, the rest of the world, I mean, you don't see the Russians coming out talking about what they have. Yes, you, you do. That there's so much uh, UFO coverage in the Russian media. It was actually really, um, that's where I would find the best stories back in the day. Hmm. But they're not showing what they've got. Oh, the I mean, Russian disclosure, about... the government. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yes, you're I mean, right. We could talk Today about is different. Today is totally States. different. You are totally right. You're 100% right. Saying, oh, yes. look, at, look at what we've got. Nobody, yes. it's not just the United totally States. Agree. Nobody's doing it. Yes. Oh, no, the you're Australians right. Aren't 2017, right? So we're talking about a different world. So what I'm talking about before is pre, this is what I mean where the forgiveness has to happen. Mm-hmm. This has to come out, this, this mistake <laughs> that was made that had such an effect, you know, on not just Americans, but the whole world, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, set us back that original, you know, and, and other governments did it too. Now, yes, we have new, this new group of military members who didn't have to do that cover up, who didn't have to participate in it, right? And they have a chance now to talk about this, but there's no way that stuff doesn't come up. Um, I just think that history is going to come out and that the question was, how do we get to that ultimate place in trust? And you think about any family member or friend, you get there, um, if somebody makes a mistake and they lie to you, they got to tell you the truth for a while before you trust them. I mean, that's just, that's how it goes, right? I agree. I, yeah. I, I, I know, but I mean, the Brazilians did it with Varguin. My wife's from, my wife uh, spent her entire youth and into her 20s in Brazil and had no idea about Varginha. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, what James Fox is down there looking at now. She's like, what? I never, never heard of that. Yeah, no, you're and, totally right about that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Threatened. Other they, governments they, did it too. Other governments yeah. did it too. Sure. And yeah. in fact, I think, I think I'm, I hate to say this. Actually, we're going to go back to your point. I I think that James Fox said that American agents showed turned up in Brazil at some of the sightings. I'm surprised. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think, I think I saw that. Right? Did you ever see that, Nathan? Yeah. Where they said, he... "Oh, American agents came." One of the ones that was on the lake, where the uh, officers were. I heard him mention something about uh, men in suits who had come to speak to the mother of some girls that saw the being, Barney. and and offered this mother a suitcase full of cash to deny to basically lie about what her kids saw, like like to her kids like no you didn't see that like you were crazy it wasn't that at all and like just take take this money and it was enough money apparently this is according to him it's enough money that they could have like relocated to another country like it was a lot of money and she she turned it down um so interesting i mean wow. she, he did say that that one of the men spoke portuguese but the others i mean it wasn't clear maybe that they did or not um so i'm not entirely sure if they were you know from the u.s or whatever um but, you know, look, I mean, this is it is the greatest story, right? It is the it's the greatest story in, in human <laughs> in civilization. <laughs> and 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 here's the other thing, too. Right. So we're at a point in our history, at least now, where the the, the stories that have sustained our our civilizations are starting to dissolve. You know, so the, the stories that have sustained the great civilizations of the earth are 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 slightly different and they're dissolving they don't hold as much sway 
for most of the world's peoples any longer. Now, there are people that still believe in these things, and that's fine. And there are some who believe in them more ardently than others. But we are reaching a point at which these ancient stories are dissolving, and they hold less power than they once held. And I think we are. Tooth fairy now, or yes, we're getting rid of the tooth fairy. So we're at this. (laughs) Yeah, I hate to break it to you, but we're crossing the we're crossing a threshold here, you know. And we are we are moving into a future where a new story must be told, and a story that I think is going to be clearer than the stories that have preceded it. Now, when I say that, is that the stories that preceded it are have a lot of truth to them. Yeah. So that the, the, there's going to be a similar truth in the new story that existed in the old, but the new story will be uh, will be truer in a kind of cosmological sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be, you know, as fantastical as these ancient stories were. It will be truer and more sort of um, uh, harmonious with the way things really, in fact, are. And, and the power of that story, coming back to what you said, Jane. And, and, and the power that, that stories have to transform knowledge. Like, you think about the Wright brothers and what they did on that rickety, you know, sort of plane out in Kitty Hawk. And then within a matter of decades, you know, we're on the freaking moon. I mean, mm-hmm. so that one event ignited totally. all of this transformative knowledge, not just in, 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 in space flight or, or, or air, you know, flying just planes, but, but in so many industries in the world, in technology, et cetera, like that one thing showed other people, hey, well, we can do this, you know, yeah. this can be done and we can do it, we can do it better, we can do it faster, we can do more. And, and that, that's where we are now. So you take that mm-hmm. one example and you extrapolate that out to what this story will do for the world. And oh, yeah. <laughs> the next centuries of our of our lives, you know, are, are going to look like magical compared mm-hmm. to what the past was like, you know, well, like well, completely well, unrecognizable to what we, what life looks like right, right now. And that least that that's the romantic notion that I cling to. What, what will it do for our world? I mean, I think it, it, it's it, the sky's the limit. Right. I mean, I I was seeing uh, I forget who said this, but uh you know, essentially, if you take somebody, if you were to take some, if take, take us, if you were to take us, and if we were to go back 100 years and we were just to sit and provide a lecture to the brightest minds in the world 100 years ago, and we were to say, hey, I'm from the future and this is what it's like, you know, uh, I have a device that can do yada, yada, yada. I can be anywhere in the world and use it. I can, uh, I can do X, Y, Z. You know, our medicine can do this. We've been to the moon. We've been to Mars. We've been to, I mean, they would just look at you like you were an absolute lunatic, you know, mm-hmm. like none of that would make sense. Uh, it would seem impossible, you know, and, and, and that, that's what the people who, who had the ability, the mental ability to imagine the things that weren't even mm-hmm. real at that time that they lived, but they had they had a sense of what they could do. Even the sense of what they could do would not come close to what reality actually ended up being. Right. So it's this, it's the exact same principle, you know, and, and, and in fact, it, it actually compounds, you know, so as the, this is the power of technology. So, so technology has a, uh, has a compounding Im- uh, impact on change, right? Mm-hmm. And so the more technology that is, that is discovered and the more that we have an ability to kind of harness the, these things, the, the, the more the exponential kind of growth that we can achieve. 
And so, it, you know, really, truly, 100 years from now, you know, even if we're on the track we're on right now, exclude the conversation about aliens or whatever, right. the future is still going to look bizarre to right. us. Right. That's the thing is you don't even have to invoke aliens anymore. Mm-hmm. We're getting so advanced and fancy because there's like, I mean, artificial intelligence is the latest thing I've been. I don't know why I wasn't more fascinated with it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that. I mean, that's probably for another <laughs> another show, but that's exact yeah. what you're saying. I mean, it does. We don't even have to have aliens and it's going to get really it's going to get pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I can actually I can actually space your, age. I can actually counter your point when it comes to powered flight. So, OK, if you look at the right flyer in what was it 1903 and then you go to let's say 1958 when they were working on the sr-71 out at groom lake which is now area 51 and it's mm-hmm. supersonic it flies by the exact same principle as the right flyer yeah but its it's, capability is like exponentially superior but again i'm talking about powered flight it's right. the exact same principle now let's look today Let's look at 1969 and today. SpaceX uses the exact same technology. Right. And someone pointed out on UFO Twitter brilliantly the other day, one of our our friends, by the way, I love you, hashtag UFO Twitter. There's so many brilliant people there (laughs) uh, that have great ideas. But someone said, we're still using parachutes. Mm -hmm. So in powered flight, something like Tic Tac or Gimbal or many of the sightings that probably... Jane has documented in her work is so far advanced that we haven't even we haven't even come close because we're still flying the exact same way right as the Wright brothers flew in 1903. A lot of people don't realize that. Right. I mean what but what it takes is it takes the scientific community legitimizing something new for the scientific community to go, "Oh, wait, we actually can do this?" Like, you know, like we could do anti-gravity like you're telling us telling us that that is a thing. Oh, it's, that we ev- actually it's everything. Do. Once you, you tell know? somebody that they can do. I mean, then, yes, it's a it's not a debate anymore. And that's all right. you're doing is trying to make the next anti-gravity. And it's a, just exactly. a completely different discussion. The hardest hurdle has been overcome. The it hurdle really of, has. The hurdle of the mind, the mental block. Gonna, yeah, I think it's going to be overcome no matter what. Right. Whether or not everybody goes along with the alien theory. Mm-hmm. right because the technology is going to be there sure and, yeah, and I, I think too i, I think guess like get to that in our lifetime well I yeah. yeah i guess that's a question huh but yeah. i guess we know that we're going to have the ai right we know mm-hmm. not nasa wants to colonize mars i mean i'd say this also mm-hmm. goes to what we're saying here right this is going to happen regardless mm-hmm. and this is why i say well if disclo- if aliens are real and visiting and they know that um, everybody's going to be on board with the technology or whatever that we're able to disclose, right? So um, NASA, I like to remind folks, had said in press conferences, well, they've been talking about colonizing Mars for a long time. They made mm-hmm. posters like years ago, I think like 2011 posters of like people gardening on Mars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said that the time for finding ET life is now. Mm-hmm. And that is a ludicrous statement. The only way you can't be saying, oh, we don't know that ET life is out there and could come here, mm-hmm. but we're going to find it for sure in the next 20 years. Totally ludicrous. The only mm-hmm. way that you say something like that is if you already know that the life's out there. 
Mm-hmm. And you know that now you're going to find it. So there's been so many slips of the tongue of like the headline sure. that's just like how, like this they're, is planting this the seeds. Is, yeah, right? and and there was another time um, where I remember a NASA spokesperson um, was talking about the oh, I don't know if it was Mars or Venus. It was Mars or Venus? They're talking about biological life forms being there in the past or present. And he said something mm-hmm. like, "We are not rolling out that theory yet." <laughs> so it's like, did you? I think you. I think you just goofed and for, you thought you were in a meeting yeah. uh, with you know not at it, talking to just us civilians. So I mean, NASA, you know, NASA is a public space program. Yeah. Uh, right. That's obviously going to going to play a big role in this. And, and they're they've been predicted. Everybody has their um, cash in this. Everybody's invested in this. It's definitely happening. You know, whether or not everybody is invested in the alien theory. I mean, it, it is happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah sure. um, Jane, I, I actually have a question about you about that. I'm very curious because. And this is particularly relevant because you've been studying this topic longer than uh, most of us, definitely longer than Nathan and I by 25 miles. Um, what is your thoughts on what percentage? Like, do you have a feeling of, well, I think uh, I'm really more bought into the theory that there's something that's already been habit, uh, inhabiting the planet and then it reveals it's, uh, uh, that intelligence will reveal itself when it wants to. Uh, yeah. And then, or do you think it's more, you know, what do you think the blend is, if I were to ask you that? And then the, the last question I'm going to ask you after this one is going to be about Anjali, so I don't want to let that go. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but if you would, if you would, uh, what do you think the mixture is, the, the percentage blends, so on and so forth? Yeah, and I'll say I don't think I'm a more of an expert on, I mean, yes, I've been studying UFOs for a while, but I mean, if you're a pilot, you're, you understand how an aircraft works like gazillion times more than me. Oh, but that's a lot. That, but that adds a whole other you, expertise man. around, you know, unidentified flying objects. Let me just yeah. say that. So I'm just bringing what I can to the table. Um, yeah. I mean, like, what's my latest, you know, working theory, you know, it's really interesting because even though I the older cases of the grays and the physical contacts from the past and Roswell were really compelling to me in cases like um, Zimbabwe and stuff really compelling. Most of the abduction reports that I get are like, there's no physical evidence and it's just like people experienced in a dream or almost like um, you're in a dreamlike state. Right. Mm-hmm. And so even though I knew people were telling the truth, no matter how many reports I would read saying like mm-hmm. the same kind of thing, I still, kind of would doubt it because I've just never had that experience and it just seems so hard to believe but I'm getting closer to a place of acceptance Mm -hmm. um where okay this is what it would probably look like I mean this is what it would be like it would be a confusing mysterious experience that wouldn't have necessarily this clear story or physical evidence and it would have an effect too on witnesses that would actually might even make it hard <laughs> to talk to them about it um because more i've tried to learn about the phenomena and and explored i'm really interested in psychology so i've got a lot of youtube degrees so <laughs> i have i have a lot of expertise um so i have definitely i've consumed and read a lot about different mental illnesses and there is look, we have to be honest, there's some overlap with things that people experience with different mental illnesses and and things 
that overlap with people that experience like anomalous things, things like that. So we have to acknowledge that, but that's, it's not black and white like that. (laughs) Um, Perception is not black and white like that. And that overlap, there might actually be something to that. Um, That's a little unsettling kind of and hard to get into, Mm -hmm. Uh, right? Different people perceive different things. UFOs might be hard to perceive. So Mm -hmm. we're all kind of having our personal experience with this and I've kind of learned to accept that. And so I guess that was a long answer, but as time goes on, yeah, I'm more and more believing that that stereotypical gray alien is real and that there might be different kinds. And um, I've heard people talk about them being Android, biological androids that make sense with a lot of the reports. So I'm, yeah, I mean, I kind of think that, yes, Roswell was exactly what we think it was. You know, it's so funny. The skeptics love to say, well, don't, um, Occam's razor, the mm. simplest explanation is always the right one. Well, number right. one, that's not a scientific theory. That's, <laughs> yeah, just, that's just a saying. It, but they it, it makes never, apply it, but they never yeah. apply it to things like Roswell. They always yeah. throw it out whenever there's an alien or UFO sighting. You can never just believe the basic story. So right. I'm coming just to terms with that. And obviously, you know, my, my mind can change. But I, yeah, I think the grays are real. I think there was a spacecraft that crashed in Roswell. Maybe it was like with the Tic Tac UFOs today where we were anticipating it and we even set up a whole top secret military project mm. right alongside Project Mo- Mogul, you mm. know, that we were summoning it for all we know. And, and then we could use that for all we know. So, yeah, I, mean, I do think that was the start of the secrecy, at least for sure. That was definitely the start of it. And we're, you know, living with that, you know, to this day. I think with the the Tic Tac, I think what happened was that when Kevin and company saw it several nights in a row, they saw it right. come in and out. They saw it come up and down. I don't think they didn't know that not it was going. Yeah, yeah. That, no, I'm saying is I don't think they knew that it was going to turn up in that certain area that it turned up. And since they had, uh, what's his name, Dave and Alex out there, they said, okay, we're going to go intercept and get, what right. we would call visops, get eyes on. I mm-hmm. see it on a sensor. Well, that's mm-hmm. great. I see it on phased array radar. Can I actually see it with Mark One eyeballs? Yeah. And the, the 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 part about the the whole aspect about the Air Force aspect of it is is I was a planner. I used to plan exercises and missions and stuff. Is I would not turn loose somebody into somebody else's working airspace without them knowing about it because that's how Class A accidents happen. People will run into each other. Somebody gets killed. And the next thing you know, we're up before courts martial and a lot of bad things happen. So mm-hmm. so if you were going to set something like that up or if I were going to set up training like Tic Tac, if I, if I were in that program, I would ask the Navy J3 at the Pentagon to get me X amount of crews, two FA-18s. I'm going to give you a squawk and a call sign to get into Area 51. Yeah. And you're going to be there for two weeks and we're going to fly. And we're going to intercept and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then we're going to have you sign your NDAs. We're going to cut you loose back to your, your mission. And that's that. And we'll threaten the hell out of you. But I wouldn't just turn my object loose in their working airspace and see what happened. Right. Dave, yeah. Dave nearly hit the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. Dave would have been killed. Now you've got an air wing commander that was killed. 
and you got some guy in a sap somewhere having the answer. And that makes so sense. You would yeah. set that up in China Lake or Dugway. There's a whole bunch of training areas where you can do that. So I mm -hmm. tell people, so my sliver of expertise is very limited to <laughs> evaluating something that flies. Once someone tells me it's real, then I could start analyzing yeah, it. That's and pretty relevant. <laughs> and, yeah. But that's it. Yeah. I mean, that and and I know a little bit about how government the government works. Outside of that, I'm just a dude on UFO Twitter. I, yeah. You know, that's the only area. But uh, what I was going to say to you that I you mentioned in there for the last bit about Anjali and Nathan and I have discussed this and we've had some fascinating discussions. Uh, uh, S.A. Lampy, 1947. Uh, she came on here and gave some brilliant points about uh, about Anjali, uh, and you'll when you see her UFO glasses, Jane, you'll you're gonna fall in love with this girl. She's <laughs> okay. so smart and so analytical. Um, but there's no corollary with which we can relate to what Anjali said, and I think that's what you alluded to earlier, is that if you're gonna have an experience like that, and you're gonna then uh, talk about it in public. There's no, there's nothing to compare that to. There's no correlate. Oh yeah. Okay. I get it. I mean, right. nobody can get it except for like Terry Lovelace and, and, uh, what's my man over there in North Carolina's name? Uh, Ryan, yep. uh, Bledsoe. Bledsoe. So yeah, I'm oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. So is yeah, that yeah, how, Ryan like, how, do you, how, how do you analyze, uh, you know, Anjali's, uh, mm -hmm. experience? Yeah. So, I don't know if I can speak to Anjali's experience uh, too too well, you know, specifically, but yeah. So when I did go down that psychology, or and I still am always trying to learn about psychology and things, um, so I can see how that could relate to people's experiences. I mean, one of the things that you learn is that when somebody has, <clears throat> excuse me, a traumatic experience, the brain does really incredible things um and so we're talking about an experience of alien contact that would be could potentially be the utmost traumatic especially you know if we're to believe a lot of these abduction reports right where there's an examination and um i mean all, all kinds of stuff right sounds pretty terrifying so what we would expect um to happen. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist, guys. <laughs> Please go verify Tonight all this. you are. Yes, but what I understand Nobody is that when you, it. yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you go through a traumatic experience like that, your brain can do all kinds of amazing things. It can, well, obviously, it can repress it completely so that you don't remember it, and you it doesn't affect, you know, your your day to day reality. Um, it can actually a traumatic experience can actually cause your personality to um you know, if people have heard of things like multiple personality and did and things like that i mean that that's um you know rare to happen but imagine you know somebody with did trying to tell you about a ufo they saw so we need to i think and i mean no disrespect to any experiencer i'm not saying that you're crazy please don't don't um, assume that, but just an, a, a contact might be a traumatic experience, especially if it's happening multiple times. Mm -hmm. And so just how would you talk to somebody who's talking about ha child abuse? How would you talk to somebody who's talking about, um, you know, maybe they were robbed or, you know, they, they witnessed, uh, you know, a, a horrible event, like a murder or something? Or how would you talk to somebody, right. uh, a war veteran who is um, talking about, 
um, you know, losing fellow soldiers or right. something like that, mm-hmm. right? So I'm just thinking, I'm trying to think of really traumatic things that we can all relate to. Not, well, hopefully, I, I fortunately can't relate to a lot of those experiences, but that we, that are more human, mm-hmm. that we're prepared to, right? So when people say, women say, I've been raped or, you know, whatever, we are trained to believe them, mm-hmm. right? We're not, we're not there yet you know, with abductees and contactees and we don't listen to them. I don't think with that perspective. And so I'm trying to do that more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can try to understand what's going on here. Um, but yeah, it's taken some time to just kind of accept that this is what this phenomenon looks like instead mm-hmm. of just trying to deny it and, you know, debunk it. It's just, it's a waste of time. I think at this point I'm, I moved on, I think. <laughs> Mm-hmm. From I'll, tell that. You one thing, I'll tell you one thing you can relate to UFO Jane yeah. and that's being cool oh being thank you guest. from <laughs> you guys yeah that- that's what I'm saying yeah and we want to have then you on I the round table cool. yeah well obviously I mean you're completely validated just look right? at that shirt Jane <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I've um, got the stars and you've got like all yeah. kinds of Nathan, man, where you at? I, like, I, all I got is my artwork like behind Jobs. me. That's all I'm I got. For you to talk about the newest eye device. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I'm back to Goofy DJ again. Uh, man, it was such a pleasure having you on UFO Gene. Perhaps uh, you'll join us for a round table. We want to have yeah, your colleague on, uh, Mr. Luis Jimenez. He yeah. of the great head of hair. You notice no wig tonight, Nathan. No wig tonight. Right? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I was expecting. Yeah, it. I mean, I wanted. I really wanted Jane to see the real me. <laughs> right for who you are. Mm-hmm. I really did. You guys are beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, but we we. I mean, seriously, had a wonderful conversation, and and thank you for uh, gracing us with uh, your time. I know it's. Uh, I know you're very busy, and they got a lot going on. Um, tell folks, you know, how to find you. I think you're way yeah. easier to find than we are. But you know, how, how do folks find you uh, if they want to get to know more about what what you're doing and what you're into? Yeah. So so far, I'm the only UFO Jane. So if you type that into YouTube or Google, or you know, you should find me. But yeah. Um, also, if you're in Texas, though, I do have TexasUFOSightings.com and a Facebook for Texas UFOs. That's that's actually the biggest social media. Thing that I have going on, but that's kind of more for the day-to-day sighting. So you know, check check that out. Texas UFOs on Facebook if you're in Texas. But otherwise, UFO Jane. Awesome. Yeah. That's Excellent. What's up, man. That's well, what's up? DJ, you want to take us out? Yeah, man. Uh, I really appreciate uh, UFO uh, Jane coming on. Like I said, you know, maybe uh, a round table, maybe with Luis, we can have two people that have great hair instead of just one. It'll help offset me being part of the panel. And then we we could try to surround you guys with a, a stimulating uh, panel for yourselves. Uh, but we really appreciate it. So for UFO Jane, for Nathan, this is DJ saying peace out. One love. And we'll see you down the road. Namaste, UFO Jane. <laughs> All right. We'll see you on the yoga mat, homegirl. Yeah, everybody.